today in the Shrewd Dudes podcast. In, not on. Oh, I know. I know. Holy shit. I thought up. about it for a second. I'm like, how did I do that? But continuing, <laughs> we are going to talk about a bunch of different things. In our satire of the week, we are going to address how little girls are now aspiring to be second place. Because if they're allowing trans athletes, you really don't have a hope. In our rant of the week, we're going to address those people who are still clinging on to COVID and lockdowns. Cover me harder, daddy! I know. Then we're going to have a new segment. And it's going to be news you may have missed. And we're going to cover six stories. Uh-huh. And just cover them quickly so we don't have to delve too deeply or too greedily like the dwarves when they found the Balrog. <laughs> Give me the Arkenstone! I know. Well, that's... Little Hobbit reference right there. <laughs> uh, I made a Lord of the Rings reference, and you made a Hobbit reference. So, hmm, clearly we know the superior nerds. Yes, we are. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. And then we're going to have another new segment called It's a Trap! It's a Trap! And we're going to address how... President Zelensky is just straight up asking NATO and North America to start World War III. And finally, in our douche of the week, we're going to finally go after Leah Thomas. Because we know that this person just does not care about other people. All of that and more on the Shrewd Shrewd podcast. Podcast. You stop that right now. (laughs) okay we're back for another thursday back we're back yes it's gonna be good man gonna Mm -hmm. be good yeah we've been Mm -hmm. trying to restructure our show to try and make it so there's more individual independent segments that we cover on thursdays because there's not always going to be a video for the shrewd check there's not always going to be a person that sticks out for douche of the week there's pretty much always going to be a rant of the week because we always have something to rant about always it's always there but sometimes there's not a douche and there's it's really hard sometimes to find videos to do shrewd checks on Mm -hmm. so but it it just kind of creates more more opportunities that fit the news of the week rather than trying to yeah. manufacture something. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited mm-hmm. about this. Well, and of course, like, like our news you may have missed news segment means that we can kind of compress a lot of these stories that we'd spend five or ten minutes on into a minute each. Mm-hmm. So that makes it makes for a lot more quick and succinct conversation and we can focus yeah. on the big stories. And I think... The plan is that as of next week, we're going to be moving our Thursday show to be live. Yeah, I like the idea because mm-hmm. I think if people can, people know that something's going to be a live show, um, they it's more often that they plan. Because I know, like you know, with Stephen Crowder, like Lottery Crowder, they're live. Um, if I know I'm going to be home, I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm getting up at this time because it's kind of cool to see the show live. And to be able to interact on the live uh, show, like it's more, it's more enjoyable that way. So yep. yeah, mm-hmm. I like totally. it. I'm excited about this, man. Yeah, it should be good. It should be good. All right. Before we jump into the stories, how was your day? Good, man. Um, it actually felt like a summer day today. It was crazy. It was warm. It was like, warm. 
Well, it was weird because in the morning, early, early morning, it was like we were doing this one house and the air was so cold. My face was like freezing. Oh, really? Like, like you know, like you feel it, like a really, really uh -huh. freezing because we're in Cochrane. Oh, yeah. But then at the end of the day, it was so warm. I literally felt I'm like, man, it actually feels like summer with the sun beating down on you. Hmm. It was the most bizarre switch that is from weird. really, really, really cold to really warm. By the end of the day, it was. See, that yeah, was, that was, like that was me yesterday. That was me yesterday. Oh, yeah? Because yesterday, like out in Balzac, we would have sunshine and then snow <laughs> By the way, And then sunshine. For anybody listening, and then for anybody listening, yeah, anybody listening, there is legitimately a, a town, town in Alberta Balzac. called Balzac. We are not it's kidding. It's a Z. It actually exists. It's a Z, yes. not an S. Yeah, that does not reduce our shame in the least. Not at all. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's a piddly little... The only thing that Balzac is known for, has any claim <laughs> to, is because Cross Iron Mills, a massive mm -hmm. mall, was built there. Mm -hmm. That's their only claim to fame. Yeah, that is their only claim to fame. But yep. my day was kind of sucky because we worked longer than we should have. Way too long. And they basically... And, they're, they, yeah. they're, almost like, they're almost addicted to their work. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully... Seems. The supervisor says that tomorrow's going to be a short day because he has to go to, back to Edmonton tomorrow and tomorrow's Edmonton. payday. Edmonton. And Edmonton. I'm just like, all right, let's do it. Let's not even lay down a roll. Let's just make sure the site is clean, make sure everything's moved into position. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Finish it up. Finish it up. <laughs> I'm like, let's get like three hours. All right. But starting into our first segment, of course, this week in satire. So... After watching Leah Thomas, little girl adjusts dreams to just winning second place at Olympics. <laughs> so brave. I know. So, so brave. So bold. Eight-year-old Sarah <laughs> Yeldon has always dreamed of being the best female swimmer in the world and someday winning the gold in the Olympics. However, after watching a man named Leah Thomas break every female swimming record in the book, she has decided to adjust her dream to just winning second place. Oh, I know that if I work very, very hard every day, I can win second place someday. My mommy and daddy always told me there was nothing I couldn't do, but then the school started letting boys swim against the girls, so now I have to be more realistic. See, now that is a very smart kid right there. You know, know, they, they don't make unrealistic goals. They're like, mm, you know, get on this girl. You know, way, way to go, girl. Yeah. So Sarah hopes Reach to win a full-ride swimming scholarship to Stanford and become a veterinarian. Experts say that as long as no additional gender-confused men enter the fray to compete in women's swimming, she will have a good chance of achieving her dream. Way Update, go, another trans swimmer has started competing, forcing Sarah to readjust her dreams to third place and a scholarship to DeVry. No. <clears throat> you know, it's it's all it's all about, about making sure that you set realistic goals, mm -hmm. don't over, you know? If, I mean, yeah. not everyone can be Rudy and play oh, like no. the final game of Notre Dame. Like, yeah. not everybody can do that. You got to be realistic. So, might yeah. well. Well, it, like yeah. it used to be shoot for the moon, and yeah. now it's like, sh and then it became like you know shoot for shoot the, the streetlights, shoot for Everest, and now it's yeah. just like shoot for the streetlights, and eventually it'll be like you know <laughs> jump a couple inches and you'll achieve your goals. Stop dreaming. You're you're just gonna be disappointed. You know yeah. that's stop dreaming, up, women. But... Men will right. take your place. Right. Mm -hmm. Get back in the kitchen. Advance the patriarchy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, like you know. <laughs> one of the most one of the most savage like jokes I think I heard once was like this guy talking about like you know like what up what happens if you if your uh, if your wife isn't making this sandwich? It's like 
It's like, you know, like, well, you, you, you loosen the chain too long. You know, that's a problem. I was like, oh, that is savage. Yeah. That is a savage joke. Well, like another one of those like savage jokes by the Babylon Bee about like men and women and gender roles was the video about the woman. And the guy's like, mm, I got mm, home, make me so a good. sandwich. And she's like, no, you're just advancing the patriarchy. And it's like on the news, yeah. it's like <laughs> World War Three begins. Calls yeah, yeah. for a draft. It's and she quickly like, puts on an apron. She's like, honey, how would you like your you sandwich? sandwich? She's like, would you like one like, beer wait, or two? Here's both. Wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I think you were right, honey. I, I think that women can do everything a man can do. Totally agree with you now. Like, you're you're basically advancing women's rights and all that. She was like, no, 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 I'm good. And it's like, yeah. it's, the, the, it's the age old idea that, <clears throat> like, that there's people are trying to say, like, you know, oh, we're victims. But once you're offered, the actual thing mm-hmm. suddenly you don't have the courage to actually like you know oh, yeah. get it done right so yeah, yeah. I clearly do not have the courage to get it done yeah but others now, who do not have the courage to get it done I'm actually jumping ahead of myself a little bit mm-hmm. because I'm not quite ready it's a stretch <laughs> it is a bit of a stretch it is a bit of a stretch but no let's let's just do a different transition I don't like that one very much. Okay. Yeah. Take two. Go. Let's talk about those who are a little too clingy. <laughs> Let's talk about those who just want to cling on to the past. Red alert. So, for today's rant of the week, mm-hmm. as I said, we're going to talk about those who are clinging to the past. We're going no, to talk... the Stockholm Syndrome, people. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to start with this story. So a mother and a three-year-old daughter kicked out of an empty movie theater for not eating popcorn properly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, they were they were monsters. How dare they? Yeah, it appears that employees were not happy that Melissa wasn't masking up in between bites. Mm-hmm. We so, think. yeah. So, Melissa Robinson took her three-year-old daughter to the Galaxy Cinemas in North Bay, Ontario. She purchased tickets for Sing 2 and bought some pricey popcorn and soda pop at the concession stand. But a not-so-funny thing happened. As they took their seats in a completely empty theater before the movie even started, staffers told them to leave or the cops would be called and they'd be charged with trespassing. And yes, of course, mm-hmm. this was caught on camera. Indeed, while the intention was to watch a family-friendly musical, suddenly mother and daughter were experiencing a real-life episode of Monster Chiller Horror Theater. Hmm, so, but why she was not following proper popcorn eating etiquette. It oh. appears that employees were not happy that Melissa wasn't masking up in between bites, we think. We did not re- oh. we did reach out to the cinema manager to get her side of the story, but she promptly terminated the call. We also reached out Next to the media relations do. department, but no response was provided mm-hmm. at the time of writing. Uh-huh. So you uh, I don't think- know if you could play are you able to play the video like just like like a short, short clip? Yeah. Of, I'm asking um, you to leave right now. Literally, do you want to be famous? You can either leave right no now, in the or theater. I can come back with the police. And we're sitting there waiting for the movie to start. The, the 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 credits haven't started yet, and like not even like a minute or two later, uh, two women come into the theater and they tell me, "Oh, you have to have your mask on." And um, I'm eating popcorn, so I say, "I'm eating popcorn," and she says, "Oh, it doesn't matter. You have to have your mask on." And uh, so when they asked me to leave, it was it was quite a shock because I was following their rules and there was nobody in the theater. So that's I I Mm -hmm. got frustrated um, just trying to understand what it is they wanted from me, because I think that there's really um, 
what I can think of is two explanations. One is obviously the excuse that they would give of uh, just following orders. But the thing yeah. is, as curators of our own soul, we have to really decide um, what's right and um, what we're willing to do. And um, mm -hmm. I don't think that um, within uh, the confines of of uh, COVID and and fear of a virus, that you would uh, think it's justified um, under what you're expected to do at work to throw out a uh. woman and her toddler from watching a cartoon in an empty theater who is also eating popcorn. Yeah. Uh. This okay. This I I have a title for that whole segment. Mm -hmm. It's the return of the Karens. Yep. The return of the nerds, but the return of the Karens. It's it's so cringeworthy watching cringy. this entire thing unfold. Um, because like let's let's cover some of the basic details of the story. Like Ontario is two weeks away from yep. completely ending their mass mandate. That they're literally two mm -hmm. weeks away. Everyone in Ontario is done. Okay. Secondly, um, I remember going through the whole story. I listened to the whole thing. Uh, in, in various places, like she was in the line to get her popcorn. And of course, you know, she's carrying things, phone and her daughter and all that. And her mask was like just below her nose. Yeah. And they're like, oh, ma'am, you need to put your mask up. And like very rudely, right? And so she's mm -hmm. just, okay, well, fine. And then she goes to the pay for her ticket. And the and of course, she's got like a uh, like popcorn in one hand and like all the other stuff in the other hand, plus her daughter, who's like three years old. And the, the person's like, oh, you need to put your mask up. And it's like, oh, yeah, I didn't even realize that it was down. I, again, all like it's it's just pretend city, right? And then when she actually gets in the theater, these two women basically, like you know, rudely tell her, "You have to put your mask on." And like, well, we're eating popcorn. Oh, even when you're eating popcorn. So the problem here is two two things that I can see. One is that people people who are given way too much power mm -hmm. and don't use it properly are literally like some of the most dangerous people out there what the problem with these laws is that they empower fools and bullies yep. and people like people like employees and and regular people in the stores they feel emboldened in, in their in their actual bullying and in their their harassment and all that and everyone will defend them and this is why it's really bad this is part of the reason why our society has become such a nightmare because people are willing to do this kind of stuff. And secondly, this doesn't even make any sense. She's in the theater by herself mm -hmm. with her daughter, way up high. You tell me if that is a crucial place to be wearing a mask. Like, people literally turn their brains off when this happens. They just, they, they like the power. They're, they oh, they like, thrive mm -hmm. on the idea of telling others what to do. Oh, yeah, and it's, it's really unfortunate, but... When it comes to COVID over the past two years, and we, of course, just passed two years to slow the spread yesterday. Yeah. And we're going to address that in a story by from the JCCF in a little bit. But for the past two years, when it comes to anything related to COVID, then the those that with any modicum of power will utilize that power and try and bring down whatever law, whatever ordinance they can to try and show how impressive and strong and powerful they are, mm -hmm. even though it makes them look like a cowardly little pathetic weakling. And mm -hmm. e unfortunately, this is not just affected. Usually, of course, this is more affecting on those on the left, the left side of the political spectrum. But there mm -hmm. are some on the political right, such as 
Republican Senator Mitt Romney. Uh, He's the only fight. Republican senator to oppose repealing the TSA mask mandate. Mm -hmm. This guy should just, like, you know, just stop pretending you're Republican and just... Oh, over. I know. Yeah, sure, he was stop, the stop. only member of his party, and there were even... Because 57 to 40, that's 50-50 split in the Senate. So he was the only Republican, and there were eight Democrats who voted against this bill. So, against this bill? Um, no, for this bill. They, for they this voted bill, to repeal sorry. it. Yeah, because the bill was to, yeah. to repeal it. But mm -hmm. yeah, still, there were eight Democrats who went and joined the Republicans. Yeah. Where he, whereas Mitt Romney was the only one to join the Democrats. Mitt Romney yeah, and, and that, Liz that, Cheney are basically just, well, like... They're fake they're, Republicans. They're fake they're, Republicans. They're, 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 as they're commonly referred to as rhinos, Republican in name only. Mm -hmm. Conservatives in name only. They have nothing like, in common with the rest of us. Kind of like that lady on The View. It's like, I'm a Republican. I used to be a Republican. Oh, yeah. I'm a, now I'm a Latina. And I'm, spun, I'm, I'm, oh, a I'm awesome. I know everything. I'm a Latinx. I'm some Latinx. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah Mitt, Rom Mitt Romney is trying to hold on to these mask mandates, these power trips. Then, of course, yeah, there's it, Bonnie Henry, which we've talked about plenty of times on this on the show, where she, uh -huh. like, they posted in the Georgia Strait a roadmap to reinstating indoor mask mandates in BC to fight the spread of COVID nineteen. Yeah, read the little editor's note there. This is the thing that I, I found so hilarious and so cringe. Like, so we, cringe. We said it's there. only intended for those who've read the scientific literature demonstrating that COVID nineteen is primarily transmitted by the airborne route. <laughs> That's not how COVID nineteen is transmitted. Mm -hmm. uh, COVID nineteen is transmitted by the aerosol route. Yeah. <laughs> Which, because it's the aerosol route, means that it's even more ineffective to wear masks. Uh -huh. N95 yeah, but, no. respirators offer better protection than aerosols. Against, Against aerosols. aerosols. That's hilarious. It's just like airborne route. Aerosols. It's just like, you're contradicting mm -hmm. yourself, but, you know, I uh -huh. don't expect yeah. anything more from you. Well, and, I mean, like, I, I will grant them this. Are N95 masks better than surgical and cloth masks? Yes. Yes. But are they effective against viral particles? No. No, but, you know, you know keep going. And that HEPA and using... filters reduce transmission of COVID-19. Yeah, that but one... listen to that whole yeah. sentence right there. He basically said, by the way, this article is only, only intended for those, for those who've who read the scientific literature that come to this conclusion. It's yeah, like, come to this conclusion and all your conclusions this is a are begging wrong. the question fallacy in the very first part of this entire thing. He basically says only those who've read scientific literature, but by the way, uh, this is the consensus and, mm -hmm. and you're dumb if you don't agree with it. <laughs> yeah, like right, yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. Now I, I will say one thing about this article. I will, I will say the guy put in some effort, um, he actually like provided some sources, which I appreciated. Um, and he actually did, did provide a source to uh, a new mass study that came out recently from the NIH, uh, which I will recommend. Uh, you know, go take a look at it. I, I still have to analyze the, the study. Um, and, and basically the study basically says that they studied like, you mm -hmm. know, masks in the schools. Of course, like Stephen and I have gone over this. Uh, any, any study that you that you see coming out that completely defies all of the previous studies you have to take with an enormous <coughs> grain of salt 
because we know that they're they're more than happy to present um, politicized studies in order to back up their their sources and all that. But anyways, the point here is that this guy, his that whole spiel, insane. This guy's whole spiel is like that. Uh, Bonnie Henry is oh you're 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 so irresponsible and so insane yeah. for not, for not forcing us all to remain in masks forever. Basically, that that's basically his idea. He basically yeah. talks about how well, scary he, this he's view talking about how scary. noble he is that I've res- that he's resisted accusing them personally of spreading death and disability. Uh huh. Yeah. What a lovely, like, noble mm-hmm. guy. This guy's right? absolutely nutty. And like, yeah, we do not like Bonnie Henry because Bonnie Henry is like, oh yeah, like the restrictions will come back, like it's, they'll come back faster than I take them away. Oh, they're so come Bonnie back, Henry bro. is not someone that's like, oh my gosh, spreading death and disability because they're removing mask mandates. Uh-huh. These individuals are simply saying, I'm still scared. And I want everybody to be as terrified as me. And if you're not as terrified as me, then you mm-hmm. are a horrible monster. I was mm-hmm. actually looking back into my... So yesterday, yep. I had something come back come up in my Facebook memories. And it was as soon as 15 days to slow the spread was announced, I posted on Facebook that I'm like, let's be reasonable people. Let's not have overblown hysteria. And my cousin responds to me saying about like, it's my fault that people are dying. And I gave her this response that was filled with the statistics that we knew at the time. Uh And I know now that those statistics were egregiously on the side of caution. I said that it was like a fatality rate of 0.2% if you're under 60. So like egregiously on the side of like COVID is deadly. Uh But even so... I wrote enough that I was like, what you're doing is going to devastate millions of people and it's going to kill more people than COVID ever will. Yep. And there have already and, been studies that have proven oh, that. Time and again. And I'm like, yeah. I was tempted yesterday to be like, so can we admit that I was right? Told you so. Because <laughs> I was totally right two years ago and I'm yeah. still freaking right now. Yeah, and to be fair, <clears throat> we didn't want to be right. Like, I actually wish that the government would have actually been honest right from the get-go and trustworthy and worthy of our respect, because that's mm-hmm. that's good. It's good for a government to have the public's trust and confidence. It's bad when they ruin it. Secondly, we're but on the other hand, on the other side, we're also happy that we're that we that we weren't right. Oh, sorry, that we were right because oh, yeah. if if their if projections we were, if we were wrong true, about COVID and their projections were actually right, then yeah. COVID would have been terrifying. It would have been an absolutely like deadly. It would have like, been you know, a disaster. It projected. I, I checked it yesterday. Three hundred, somewhere over three hundred thousand projected deaths in a couple of months. That's a good way to scare the crap out of people. Well, right? I, I remember they the initial projections for the states that there would be two million dead. Two million in, in the states, three hundred thousand and a bit in Canada. Yeah, that's what they and said. And that was in a few and that's months. If like, that was, if they did everything right. Yeah, that wasn't even the worst case scenario. So, <clears> like, <throat> yes, we're very glad that they were wrong about that. We're very glad that we were right. But yeah, we wish the governments had been smarter. Mm-hmm. Like, I released, of course, a video on March sixteenth of last year, where I mm-hmm. gave my fifteen days to slow the spread. 
a timeline of the pandemic. If the governments mm-hmm. had used that information, because mm-hmm. right now, of course, Alberta's quote unquote fully open, even though we still have Pastor Art in jail. I'd say about ninety percent open. Yeah, ninety yeah. percent open. But if mm-hmm. the governments had took that information that I had spread last year, mm-hmm. we could have been open by March sixteenth and stayed open from February to now. Yeah, and we would and it have doesn't... no increase in death. Yeah, and and it's not that. Um, well, like like I hate when people told me like you know that you're oh you're advocating for us to do nothing. I'm like no no you're, you're that's a fallacy. That's mm-hmm. not what I that said. That was always a fallacy. We're saying there's a different solution and it's not even extreme or radical it was the solution used for decades for actually centuries before these fools came around actually before you move on to the next story really quick can you read that last paragraph or that last sentence at the very bottom there where it says good good cases good cases can be made that the end of mass mandates is racist and ableist Mm -hmm. my goodness can we write into this dumbass (laughs) (laughs) this guy is a moron that the problem is this is the problem you have people okay these people never want to talk to you on the street never they'll never talk to you on the street but we know we know that when we like because you and i are both planning to attend the worldwide rally on saturday and we're going to try and interview people we're going to try and have discussions with the counter protesters who are clearly going to show up yeah but we know that they're not going to ask answer a single one of our questions that there won't Mm -hmm. be a single one even if you try and have a civil discussion with any one of them the others will scream and shut them down Mm -hmm. like we tried to have a civil discourse when it came to abortion a couple years ago when it came to the unplanned movie and i remember you and i were having a somewhat civil discourse with a girl and this older woman's just like and came down Mm -hmm. like this old hag yeah, yeah, and just fun. shut us down and call us misogynists and racist because we were men defending the unborn. Yeah, it's um, I I hate to say it, but it is a cult mm-hmm. because they they basically one of the one of the trademark characteristics of cults you are not allowed to talk to anybody outside the cult. Yeah, it's dangerous. But why? Because they don't want you to get information, and so that's a a, a trademark characteristic of these groups but yeah so sorry um so the the united states senators are trying yeah. to advocate saying like please keep us locked up forever uh this guy in, in, a, in a bc article is trying to do the same thing and then even ontario yeah ontario crazy their ontario yeah. students plan walkout to protest the lifting of mask mandates an ontario-based student mm-hmm. group is organizing a province-wide walkout to take place next week in protest of the ford government's lifting of mask mandates so beginning March 21st, most of Ontario's mask mandates are set to expire. Amongst them are those pertaining to schools. So on March 9th, Ontario Students for COVID Safety took to Twitter to unveil its plan to hold the walkout on Monday, March 21st, which is this coming Monday, at 11 a.m. in response to the end of mandates. The fact that there is a group called Ontario Students for COVID Safety is pathetic. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. So according to their yep. Twitter post, removing mask mandates after March break made it clear student needs are not being prioritized. Let them uh, show that safety still matters. Okay, uh-huh. I will I will give you $5 if you tell me what the current rate of death is. For children okay. 5 to 18, like anyone in that group, I know you could probably tell me. Mm-hmm. What is it actually, Danny? 
What is zero, the rate of death? Zero, zero, three? Okay, like give me a ratio. A ratio? Yeah. Oh, like one in how many? Oh, I don't. I haven't remembered the, the stats in that mm. sense. I think the last time we talked, it was like one in like what was it, like three hundred thousand or something like that. It was something yeah. crazy. Even small. even according to the CDC's official numbers, which we know mm. are like more deadly than it actually is, even according to their figures, I inflated. The death statistics, the fatality rate for those from one to from five to eighteen is one in a hundred thousand. Yeah, I was figured it was gonna be some math like that. So this for is context, no students um, for COVID safety. This is not about your safety because only one in a hundred thousand of you, and that's of course given their statistics, and their statistics are yeah. inflated as far as deadliness. Yeah. And you don't know who's vulnerable. The only people who are truly like questionable whether they're vulnerable or not, it's like, okay, are you 14 but still weigh 400 pounds? Mm -hmm. Then you might be vulnerable. But then you have no, other issues. More importantly, have you taken the vaccine? Because that makes you more susceptible. It's true. Getting sick from COVID. Go figure, eh? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you uh, – I remember studying a little bit in the uh, Middle Ages and even like before then. Uh, people used to walk around with – like special charms, like mm -hmm. talismans. They're called talismans. It's like a little charm of some form. Uh, this is where like the whole myth of like the rabbit's foot and like the four-leaf clover. But I mean, all societies had them. And they believed that wearing this little talisman around your neck protected you from all sorts of deadly, like, you know, yeah. like spirits. And because they believed back then that, you know, like if you got sick, it's because uh, some evil spirit got got a hold of you and, and made you sick or something like that. They truly believe that those oh, yeah. things were keeping them safe. This is a modern day talisman. The yes, mask is. is a modern day talisman. You ask any one of these students, what are you basing this idea on? And they can't they probably can't tell you. I guarantee you they probably don't know which study or they don't even they haven't even looked at any of the study. They've heard it somewhere. They've they've had it like ground into their brains by their teachers and everyone else around them telling them masks masks are like you know it's like saving us all and all that and this is like again they're not required to think they're actually encouraged not to think don't think thinking is bad listen to people in power and do what they say because thinking bad and so what it's happens is experts. these poor kids Ooh. Yeah, these poor kids are like they're they're not even they're not allowed to have critical thought. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you really think about it, anybody who anybody you talk to, like you know, like that knows anything about mass science, knows that you touch that mask, it's it's worthless. You've made that mask completely worthless. Those masks are not like they're they're not uh, they're not like made for viruses. They're made for bacteria, yep. and they're made for short stints. And here people are like saying you need to like wear them N95 mask. Do you realize how dangerous that is? You no. can't actually wear an N95 without having it professionally fitted fit for your face. You have to and have a fit test certificate. And you also have to have um, limits on how long you can mm -hmm. wear them because yep. they are actually dangerous if they're, they're hazardous, I will say. They're hazardous if you wear them for too long. Um, and especially if you wear them, uh, if you're doing something way too um, – physically like you know exhausting and all that and even then we know that mass studies in the past with n95s have still shown that they still do not prevent any viral transmission like it's it's just it's uh, it just makes me feel sad this is the world we've created with karen nazis you know out there like mass nazis demanding you put a mask on because not mm -hmm. because of the science but because they're 
they're they're drunk on their own power, and you have these kids that have been so brainwashed, high on their but own not supply. by the science because they're not required to think. Yep. So it's it's a sad world. This mm-hmm. is why it's like Stockholm syndrome. Uh, if you know, like Stephen, you can you tell people what Stockholm syndrome is in case you. Well, the know? textbook example of Stockholm syndrome is a woman is kidnapped by a man, and eventually she falls in love with her kidnapper, or at least like you know, uh, or like people in the bank. You know, like a good example is people in the bank robbery who are basically held there for against her will. For they, like you know, they like, start to feel days. compassion. And they start yeah. to identify, and uh, their kind of ideological viewpoints align with the with the robber. Yeah, yeah, because they 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 because of the whole situation, they basically start to uh, take their side and all that because yeah. they they relate to them in in the, in the crisis. This is an actual like you know medical question, and it's very similar to a lot of the people here. Is that they they get this sense of security and safety, this false sense. And so they can't let go of it. They feel mm-hmm. physically and psychologically unnerved by the, the idea that this blanket of protection that you've been living under has is being removed and people literally feel anxious about it. Yep. And they need the entire world to be locked down. It's like, you suffer so I can feel better. Yep. That is the idea. It's tar- It's terrible. And it just shows one more aspect of why this entire Social experiment has been a disaster. Look yep. what it's done to people. The, mm-hmm. the fact that people are, are being emboldened and the fact that people are being, man, like, just oh, yeah. feel bad for these students. So yep. that's the rant. I'm done. Yeah, that's that's the rant. And now we are going to transition into, a, as I said before, our new segment, which mm-hmm. is the news you may have missed. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to quickly flow through these. So first off, from the post-millennial, the Oregon... Children's Hospital offers safe tucking guidance for boys. So, of course, tucking is moving the penis testicles. Testicles are both out of the way, the Children's Hospital in Oregon said. This makes the genital area look smoother and flatter. Uh, They also point teens and children who identify as the opposite sex to a sex-positive shop in Portland. So they have an entire department dedicated to gender services, offering a full range of services for transgender and gender non-conforming children and teens. This is horrifying, and this school, this children's hospital needs to be reevaluated, and anybody responsible for creating these departments needs to be fired. Moving on. Amen. All right. All right. Another news uh, the JCCF, the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms, has just released a new report called Two Weeks to Flatten the Curve, Two Years to Flatten Our Freedoms. Uh, in this report, they go through the entire pandemic and they take a step-by-step approach uh, through all of the major issues, everything from mass mandates to travel restrictions to lockdowns and everything else. They, they summarize all of the evidence, they go through it in detail, and they basically present a strong case as to why the health restrictions that have been put upon Canadians for the last two years have done nothing to prevent infection and have done more to cause harm, uh, both physical and mental and social, societal, to uh, all society. We encourage you to read this report. It's attached at the very bottom uh, of this report. Uh, it's definitely something that uh, you should share with friends and family. All right, moving on. Well, not at the bottom, but it's right there, but yes. Oh, right there, yeah. So, of course, (laughs) and then from True North, so feds prepare $75 million for first five years of COVID vaccine injury claims. 
A total of $75 million in funding has been earmarked for the first five years of the program, said a memo from Health Canada. The overall cost of the program is dependent on the volume of claims and compensation awarded over time. Injury from vaccination was, quote, rare but not unprecedented. Yeah, no, it was not rare. It was more common than any other vaccine or any other in injection human history. in human history. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be... They prepared $75 million, but they probably need to prepare $150,300,600. Because that's going to be the long-term fallout from how much this is going to cost Canadians. Oh, jeez. It's going to be bad. In other news, uh, USA uh, from USA Today, uh, Jesse Smollett faces an uncertain future after being released from jail. Um, so according to the story, Jesse Smollett was released... Um, uh, from jail on Wednesday after an appeals court agreed with his lawyers that he should be free pending the appeal of his conviction for lying to police about the racist and homophobic attack. Um, so in the basic idea of the story that Jesse Smollett uh, last week was charged to 150 days in jail plus probation and a fine after the jury found him guilty. Um, but only after uh, about six days actually serving in jail, his lawyers argued that like you know that uh, he's gonna get bail and that uh, he should be released early because you know reasons um a lot of people were very outraged about this, this whole thing um and of course uh jesse smollett is also famous for uh saying that he was like you know that he was not suicidal that he's not gonna commit suicide uh some people believe that maybe that was uh connected to that it's an interesting story uh and it definitely shows the uh the the idea of like Loss, uh, rules for you uh, and not for me. Uh, we encourage you to read the story because uh, it's it shows a a lack of, of proper mm-hmm. punishment for a man who yeah. shows absolutely no remorse and who uh, shows every sign that he will reoffend if he is given the opportunity. Uh, interesting story. Definitely recommend that you read through it. Yep. All, All right. right. And then, of course, from redstate.com, uh, Josh Hawley reveals that Biden's SCOTUS picks disturbing, or reveals Biden's SCOTUS picks deserving record that endangers our children. So mm. this is Biden's pick, Katanji Brown Jackson, which that's <laughs> his nomination to the United States Supreme Court. But apparently, Jackson has a long history of letting pedophiles off the hook. As reported by Fox News, Senator Josh Hawley on Wednesday posted a troubling Twitter thread containing multiple examples demonstrating Jackson's alarming pattern of lenient treatment of sex offenders convicted on preying of children. In one tweet, Hawley said Jackson has been advocating for leniency for child sex offenders since she was in law school. This is... Mm -hmm. That's really scary. Mm -hmm. If that's what this person is advocating. Like, child Mm -hmm. sex offenders, if you are a legitimate child sex offenders, like, there's two punishments that I see fit. If you're a child sex offender, you either get life in prison or you get a shot to the back of the head. Mm -hmm. Like, depending on the seriousness of the nature of your crime. Like, I think back to last year when there was a guy who got shot because a citizen saw that the justice system, likely because of people like this, Mm -hmm. where they let child pedophiles and child sex predators have leniency and so they let them after raping children... They let them be out on the street, mm-hmm. and they were they were looking at public schools, they were looking at public playgrounds for children that they could prey upon, and this old public school teacher shot him in the head, and that guy was a hero. 
Unfortunately, the justice system did not agree, and the justice system gave him 50 years in prison mm -hmm. for shooting a pedophile. So yeah. the system must not be more lenient. The system needs to be harsher with child sex predators and pedophiles. Amen. Hmm. All right, and finally, we have a story from the Toronto Sun. Uh, more falsehoods about the convoy are now being retracted. Uh, so, of course, if anybody followed the um, the trucker convoy, the Freedom Convoy, uh, and, and followed it without the mainstream media, you would be very familiar with the fact that the trucker convoy uh, showcased a lot of uh, mainstream media, the legacy media, presenting a lot of false stories and stories that making claims that were unverified and are now detracting them. So uh, underneath the, the picture, if you go, Stephen, underneath the mm -hmm. picture, it says um, uh, the CBC has attracted a second story it reported about the Freedom Convoy that turned out to be fake. And uh, so underneath it says, the first was the absurd allegation that somehow Russians were behind the scenes pulling the convoy strings in an effort to destabilize the Canadian government. So, of course, the um, uh, this this uh, this claim was made by host Nikki Nil Kosal. Uh, and she was saying that, the, oh, they're concerned that Russian actors could be, you know, putting this all in. But they're they're quietly retracting that story. Um, a little bit farther down says a second, uh, second CBC news story that was connected this week involved allegations made by the Prime Minister's office and by Finance Minister Christian Freeland that the convoy could only have raised all the money it did as quickly as it did if powerful international interests were funneling in large sums. But of course, we know that these uh, allegations have been shown to be false by FinTrack, the investment of FinTrack, and by other officials as well. So, um, essentially, the importance of this story, the reason we were focusing on this one, is because um, the mainstream media at the time was presenting false stories, false, unverified, unproven claims, and they're uh, perpetuating the same same lies being told by, by politicians. And now they're doing it quietly, trying to memory hold these stories. Um, so this is basically an admission that they lied, but they're trying to do it secretly which is why they're being caught. And this is not the only case. There have been multiple cases of major uh, networks from um, Globe and Mail to CTV to uh, Global. A lot of companies are quietly trying to retract stories in an effort to try to like, you know, regain some credibility of their lives from the story. So definitely recommend you uh, look into it. It's um, something that they're trying to hide from you, but it's something that is happening. So yeah. that's it. That's All the right. uh, the in case you missed it this week that is the in case you missed it and now we're going into another new segment called Don't do it, man. It's a ah! well i guess that kind of worked out well you're welcome <laughs> i have to admit that was a pretty funny segment that segment's just like <laughs> Woo! And he's like, what? Woo! It's just like, you'll thank me later. Oh, I guess that worked out. It's like, okay, sure. So, all right. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to watch an actually decent uh, breakdown of Z President Volodymyr Zelensky, Zelensky talking to the U.S. Congress. So it's actually pretty decent, which is uh, one of a surprise for CBC. CBC sometimes manages to yeah, you know, sometimes manages to be decent. So here we go. turd. 
Volodymyr Zelensky has already won over hearts and minds inside this powerful room. But there is, is a limit the to US support, a shirt? limit he's desperately yeah. trying to push. Yes. Today, the Ukrainian mm -hmm. people are defending not only Ukraine, we are fighting for the values of Europe and the world. He pleaded for more sanctions, more weapons, and his most important ask for the U.S. to back a no-fly zone. Comparing Russia's invasion to pivotal moments in American history, the attack on Pearl Harbor and September 11th, he brought with him a video. An unflinching look at the horrors unfolding in Ukraine. Confronting lawmakers with the brutality his people face. Members of Congress were moved to tears as he made a last-ditch appeal to close the sky. The President Biden, I wish you to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. Republicans and Democrats stood united, but that limit Zelensky is trying to push the U.S. position on his most important ask remains unchanged. We are not going to enforce a no-fly zone in Ukraine. I do not support a NATO no-fly zone. We're going to give Ukraine the arms to fight and defend themselves through all the difficult days ahead. The president announced another $800 million in weapons for Ukraine, making it a billion dollars in support this week alone. And while he's toughening his language on Vladimir Putin, I think he is a war he's still not willing to all right. <laughs> so we're uh, focusing on the way, and then on Zelensky's speech. But um, by the way, just just a little uh, thing you mentioned before. Yep. Uh, you, you know how you pointed out how he was wearing that uh, iron cross on the shirt. He had an iron cross. This is what the ADL says about the iron cross. Mm. The ADL being the um, anti-defamation anti league. Anti-defamation league. This is what they say about the iron cross and under <laughs> general hate symbols. Uh, the iron cross. It's a famous German military medal dating back to the 19th century. During the 1930s, the Nazi regime in Germany superimposed a swastika on the traditional medal, turning it into a Nazi symbol. After World War II, the medal was discontinued. Neo-Nazis and other white supremacists subsequently adopted it as a hate symbol, and it has become commonly used hate symbol ever since. So, according to the ADL, guess what? Volodymyr Zelensky is a racist, though. Oh, uh, not just a racist. He's a neo-Nazi, neo according to uh, the ADL. No, uh, which is just crazy. <laughs> so yeah, that's crazy. I think that's well, I think that's more than just him being foolish about what he's wearing. Oh, of course, of course. Because... I, I think that says more about. Uh, so, like on Tuesday, we featured a uh, documentary that, again, if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it. A documentary uh, that basically goes into the history of Ukraine, which to me, I was so shocked that the fact that there are actually legitimate, not just that neo-Nazi groups exist, which they they really do in large numbers in Ukraine. I was shocked by that. Mm -hmm. and But also that they, they are legitimate parts of the Ukrainian government. There mm -hmm. are minority groups. Or yeah. minority. Um, imagine like Canada having the uh, uh, like neo Nazi group as uh, one of the uh, parties in in parliament. Well, they that basically have they, the the neo Nazi group of yeah. Ukraine basically has the same kind of prominence 
in Ukraine yep. as the Green Party does here in Canada. It's like it's Savoda, right? Yep, Savoda. Yeah, Savoda, which has a very, very. I think it's actually Savoda. 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 Yeah, it's difficult to pronounce, but yeah, I was shocked when I found out how much I thought. I thought that was dead. I thought like there's no country on earth that has. I mean, sure, you may have neo-Nazis in countries like Germany and different places, but I'm like, yeah, okay, well, they're fringe and not respected. They're outsiders. And I'm like, no. In, in like, they're legitimately a mm-hmm. well-looked and respected group yeah. to the point that they actually have an actual party. But that, that shows that there's a weird history there to the point where I'm, I'm not shocked that he's wearing something like that because I'm sure there, there's some high, you know, they, they see those symbols in the positive light but i'm like yeah mm-hmm. man that's but yeah. anyways uh, going to yeah. like the so the, from, the, from the bbc so of course ukraine's presidents invoked the horror of the 2001 terror attacks in the u.s as he pleaded for more military aid in historic address to the united states congress he said via video link that ukraine was enduring a 9-11 every day as it battled russian forces Mm-hmm. He again urged the U.S. and NATO allies to enforce a no-fly zone over Ukraine, saying, I need to protect the sky. And then, of course, Biden is set to sign off on an extra $800 million in military it's aid to Ukraine. So, yes, this is a trap. <laughs> like, I, I know people, I know people, uh, like you and I both have people that we know. They're like, yeah, uh-huh. we need to, like, enforce the no-fly zone so that Ukrainian civilians are protected. Yep. If we enacted a no-fly zone over Ukraine... That mm-hmm. would start World War Three immediately. That's yep. insane. So, like, yep. I get it. Like, Zelensky wants to protect his people. And he, yep. like, it's admirable how he's reacted and, like, the boldness in which he's faced the danger of Russia. Like, he should be commended for that. But yep. we should also know that even though he's doing what he, like, he's focusing on what is good for Ukraine. A no-fly zone... Would be good for Ukraine because Ukraine is hopelessly outgunned and hopelessly outmatched in this fight against Russia. However, uh-huh. if the United States, if NATO got involved with the no-fly zone, then we would go to World War Three like <laughs> that because yeah. we would be shooting, we would be forced to shoot down Russian planes and NATO forces shooting down Russian planes would cause World War Three. Yep. Like we're already think- looking like that's going to be the progression because as Russia moves, eventually as Ukraine starts to cave, because mm-hmm. the Ukrainian civilians can't defend forever, mm-hmm. then as they move further west, then they'll get closer, and then they might start attacking NATO supply lines. They might start attacking shipments of weapons. And then that could start World War III, too. Yeah. The, the problem is that people... I, I, I love... Like, Matt Walsh had a great uh, little uh, segment on this. He basically said that I think when people are presented with the actual like you know scenario that i think they picture like we're, we're gonna create a force field uh-huh. around the sky over like you know ukraine like you know it's like yeah. a magical force well, field they think it's like the, they think that a no-fly zone is like the iron dome of israel no no no. They, they think that it's like it's like oh like it's just telling russia oh by the way don't fly here and russia's like okay cool yeah a giant sign in there. the sky don't fly here <laughs> yeah, like, oh crap there's a sign there. like, oh there's a sign there how is a sign up there what's well, you know, turn like, back. Like it's held in the sky by balloons, and you know, jet fighters yeah, yeah. can read it as they pass by. By zeppelins, held in the sky by zeppelins. The jet just passes <laughs> by a sign that's like the size of a stop sign, and be like, "Yeah, yeah." What did that say? 
I do not know. Oh, oh no, there is missile. Oh no! Oh, no. Get, get <laughs> oh, we turn back now. They they have they throwing maple syrup and beavers at us. We They're turn back. Throwing maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid though because it's basically. Uh, in order to enforce a no-fly zone, you have to be willing to risk shooting Open down. Open conflict. This, yeah. this is basically the, the the quarantine that the U.S. government did during the Cuban Missile Crisis. But they fully knew that if any engagement happened in that blockade that they were doing, that means that they're at war. They knew it. And it was close because they came darn close to starting World War III back in the Cuban Missile Crisis. But people nowadays are just they're 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 being played. They're 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 getting their emotions. Oh yeah, they're basically just appealing to their emotions. Well, like so many people, and, like, and there was there was a like Matt Walsh during his daily cancellation today. Zelensky worship was canceled because Zelensky, even <laughs> though as I said, like admirable what he's doing for his country, but Zelensky sure, is yeah, not absolutely. the hero of the Western world. He is mm -hmm. not this great savior that will protect everybody from Russia. If Russia did not have mm -hmm. nukes, we could storm in there and take them all out. Mm -hmm. But that's that's the inevitable conclusion is that Russia has nukes. And so we have to be careful. Because if it's, we go into World War III, then Russia could deploy nukes. Yeah, but it's not just that. It's like, yeah, you're right. Like Nukes really complicate the situation. Mm -hmm. But like it's also remembering... These things have a way of like spiraling out of control yes, very quickly. People don't realize how easily a conflict can uh, balloon into a massive, like you know, thing that can absolutely get out of control. Like World War One was started by a lot of countries making a lot of really dumb moves and eventually culminating into an actual war. I mean, Russia didn't join the the war right away. They they joined later. Mm -hmm. It was initially it was Germany versus France and England because of the alliances that they made, and then Russia joined, and then much later, like you know, Canada joined, Australia, and then all of a sudden, the at the very States. end, the USA joined. It just became a thing. The thing people don't realize is war. Once you start, it's like a Pandora's box. Once you open that box, it's very difficult to put everything back in, and you don't realize. I don't think people here realize what it costs to fight a war like this. Because if a war like that broke out and it lasted for years, guess what? Eventually, your country is going to require you to go fight and they're going to have a draft. Eventually, that's going to happen. And that's if, if, if it goes on long enough, you will be drafted. Mm -hmm. Like, things people don't think about. They think yeah. some, some random soldier, uh, you know, like, you know, we'll, we'll just go and fight on, you know, fight for you. And and even if that's the case, that's still terrible. The fact that you're you're basically willing to throw some poor schmuck who's like you know like yes they're training, but like throw them into a world conflict. Who cares about them, right? Yeah. It's it's this is like peak um in time um you know like you know like just heartless people aren't thinking mm -hmm. about it. It is a trap because it's yeah it sounds compassionate. We're helping someone else, yeah. but we're, we're it's, it's like. We're saving yeah. the Ukrainians. And it's like, yeah, oh. the Ukrainians are suffering. And it's horrible. And yeah. I wish that I could just snap my fingers, like Q mm -hmm. from Star Trek, and all the Russians would disappear from Ukraine. Yeah. But the problem is that if we go in there with NATO forces, then the Russians yeah. will fight back. And then mm -hmm. we are going to be sending people to die 
in the name of Ukraine. Yeah. And people people are just not used to this anymore. They, mm -hmm. they, I think some people have gone their entire lives without ever seeing a major war or an invasion like yeah. this. This is not unusual historically. Yeah. Invasion, like wars of invasion are normal mm -hmm. human history. They're just people aren't used to it. The problem is, it, it, like, you know, let's put it this way: if, like, if there was an actual like genocide going on, like people, yeah. like they're just rounding up people, sending them into the street, and shooting masses mm -hmm. of them, then yeah. okay, that's a totally different thing. Yes, yeah, maybe we should go into there. If they're, um, you know, I don't know, if may maybe they're putting people into horrible prison prison camps, and there's a there's a danger that something terrible might happen. Well, yeah, maybe there's something more to it. Are you advocating that we invade Australia? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, actually, Australia <laughs> would be a much better choice yeah. to basically to liberate invade. Australia. Liberate, I will call liberate it. Liberate Australians. Yes. Australians down there, geez. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it's just it's just really silly. People people are being essentially manipulated into caring for a country that they know virtually nothing about. Nothing that on Saturday we should ask people. Basic questions yep. about Ukraine. Yep. You're like, hey, you think uh, what's wrong with what Russia's doing and all that? Uh, tell us, what do you know about Ukraine? <laughs> Be like, yep. uh, can you name I, three cities in Ukraine aside from Kiev? Hmm. Can you name uh, where where did Ukraine rank among the world's most corrupt countries mm. and uh, human trafficking? You know, like yep. things like that. People don't realize what we're basically putting putting on the line for. And secondly, it's sad that people are more willing to fight for a Ukraine? foreign country that we have almost no connection to and than they were if we country. were invaded. Yep. Or, or even our own country. Like they're not mm -hmm. even willing to fight for our own country. It's crazy. Yep. I know. So don't fall for it. It is a trap. You a trap. will regret it if That's you a trap. go that far. It's a trap. <laughs> it's always it's a not trap. a trap. Why does everyone keep calling it a trap? Because <laughs> it is a trap. Shut up. Oh, calamari. <laughs> uh, calamari. The Mon Calamari. Yeah. Yeah, he yep. was actually one of the, the most underrated, like, you know, <laughs> characters. I, I always found that absolutely hilarious. That's what they called his species, was the Mon <laughs> Calamari. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, it's like, ooh, that's just asking for it. I think George George Lucas was like, hey, this will be a funny joke. Let's do that. And then all of a sudden, everyone took Star Wars way, way too, seriously. too seriously. And he's like, yeah, Crap. we should have put more effort into that name. Yeah. Okay, put let's call it. name into the Mon Calamari. Uh, yeah, but really didn't age well. speaking of things that are... Oh, what is the word? Aquatic. That we should have taken more time for? <laughs> aquatic. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, aquatic aquatic is the word. Let's go mm -hmm. right into the douche of the week. Alright, today's douche of the week, and we've been holding this back, is Leah Thomas. For the person oh, who calls the, themselves the Leah Thomas. Thomas. So, Do you actually know what the, the, uh, his original name was? William? Dude? I think. I'll look it up. Uh, you, keep, you, you, you introduce the story, I'll look it up. Did they talk about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not. They, they, it's mostly about the, the swim meet, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look into it while you're, you're talking about the story. I'm fairly certain it's William. Anyway, so Leah Thomas, a biological male who competes in the UPenn swim teams, is taking estrogen for more than 30 months, is placed first in the NCAA 
double A NCAA women's 500 freestyle of biological men um, as place first. The finals are tonight. So this is in the preliminaries. So this is the finals are tonight, which means it's probably already occurred. So let's just quickly look it up. Mm -hmm. did, they, did they win? Oh, the actual um, uh, meet? Yep. Just one. Four hours ago. Yeah, of course. Of course they did. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you were. I think you were right. Will, Will Thomas. Will Thomas, yep. Will so Thomas. Thomas has been dominating women in the pool for months and was recently named Ivy League Women's Swimming Champion. The win was captured by Savannah Hernandez, reporting from the NCAA AA Swimming Championships in Atlanta, Georgia. On Thursday, Thomas won by three seconds. It was brutal to watch, Hernandez told the Post Millennial. So... Thomas is now placed number one on the leaders board and is set to compete in the finals tonight. We're not going to watch the video because it's just people swimming. Yep. It was no surprise to those present that Thomas won since Thomas's height, strength, arm length, mus male muscle mass, and bone density gave Thomas a unique advantage over the women. Thomas was permitted to play despite U.S. women, U.S. swimming changing the rules of competition for biological males who wish to compete as women, saying that those biological males would need to take estrogen as a means to suppress their testosterone levels for 36 months prior to comp competition, and Leah has only taken, or Will has only taken it for 30 months. The NCAA, which had initially deferred to U.S. swimming, said that it wouldn't be fair to Thomas, who had been not been taking estrogen for that long at the time of competition. Well, aren't you considering that it wouldn't be fair to everybody else at the time of competition? Yeah, who cares about that, as long as he wins. So... And, of course, the teammates and their parents have spoken out against it. These parents and teammates have spoken on the condition of anonymity because mm -hmm. they're afraid of the backlash. Yeah, of course they are. So, I mean, Thomas just is... look at that. Look at the picture at the very beginning. Like, like the, the length of the arms on, the, on this guy are just crazy. Oh, yeah. Look, look at that. Like, yeah. I remember seeing... Uh, so, people who have never had a chance to see... Um, what's his name? Uh, Michael Phelps. Mm -hmm. So Michael Phelps is a bit of a freak of nature. Oh yeah, uh, like he is giant. He's got lot like gigantic arms. His hands are like paddles. Like they're literally like gigantic giant hands. Well, his like this guy is feet. huge. Yeah, they have like basically like you know full of, like flippers. You know, like who, you you, know, you don't need flippers when you have like feet like you know, like him. He is basically built to be yeah. a. A he monster has the perfect underwater. body for swimming. Yeah, hyperextended joints and double jointed ankles. So basically, like the um, the notion here is that uh, Michael Phelps is uh, incredibly good, uh, incredibly built for for yep. for like you know swimming because of how how long his arms and everything else and all this. Yep. If you think about like Usain Bolt, Usain Bolt is a monster, but he's also Really tall, and like if you see him in track meets, mm -hmm. Saint Bolt is far and above way taller than most of the men oh, in yeah. the track meet that he runs. Okay, so to give you an idea, yes, there's variation between men. Men have some are tall, some are short. Like you know, there's there's different. And if you look at the track meets, the the major running running events that um, my uh, Usain Bolt did, he's like you know clearly taller than most of the yeah. the other, other runners, but. When you see the end of the races, you'll see that yeah, he he definitely pulls ahead. But he like if you look at all the racers, he's not that much farther ahead of them. Not that much. He's he's only like a, a, maybe a second, if not less, 
ahead of some of the second or third place guys. Mm-hmm. It's how like you know like yeah he's yeah he's he's obviously like way faster, but not by much. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you look at the competitions that this guy Leah Thomas or Will Thomas um, has been in, he is so far above the other swimmers mm-hmm. that finishes. I, I remember seeing some races. He finishes and then he's sitting there while yeah. the other girls are still finishing their race. Well, like, and it is like because because like swim competitions when they do multiple like when it's a long distance race, then you have mm-hmm. them going back and forth. And you think, like, Leah Thomas finishes, or Will Thomas finishes, and then the others are headed the other way, and you're like, okay, did he just, like, forget to, f- like, do the last lap? It's like, no. No, he is they so far ahead. They are far behind him. And I think there was one yeah. race where it was, like, a 1,500-meter race mm-hmm. where he finished 38 seconds ahead of the other women. Yeah. Like, that is such it, it was, a it was... massive gap. It's not even funny. Here, I'm going to send, uh, see if I can get this picture. Okay, I'm going to put a picture. Um, I don't know if you can put it up there, Stephen. Uh, do, I'm going to send it to you. you. <laughs> like I'm going to kill you. I know, I know. I can I can uh, send it to you whatever way. Facebook. Um, uh, Facebook, okay. Um, there's a picture. Like If you if you actually go online, um, look up these. Um, Leah Thomas, essentially, uh, is so much taller than everyone around them like they're not it's not even close like look at this he's standing above some of the guys Mm -hmm. and even some of the ladies he is so much taller than everyone else Mm -hmm. and 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 there's other there are pictures of of him standing with his female teammates and he is like they're they're below his shoulders yep like some of the yeah some of this like like mates are below his shoulders so you talk about these testosterone, uh, you know, like, you know, these, these you know, estrogen treatments. Yeah, okay, estrogen treatments reduce your testosterone levels, which is your, like, you know, biochemical, your, mm-hmm. um, you know, like they, they, they reduce your levels of testosterone, which is basically like steroids. Yeah. But they don't eliminate your bone density. Mm-hmm. They don't eliminate your lung capacity because, like, let's face it, swimming is a lung, a breathing. They do not make you shorter. Uh, no, they, they, there's a breathing thing. You need to have like strong lungs mm-hmm. and strong hearts. Men, not na- like naturally, have bigger, bigger, stronger hearts and bigger, stronger lungs. Yep. One of the reasons why they outcompete women. They also tend to be taller. They also have the more bone, uh, more bone density, which means that they they're stronger and have more muscle uh, density than women. None of that goes away with estrogen treatments. None yep. of that. It doesn't disappear overnight. Not to mention that because of their, their their legs or their hips are very different. If you notice, men's hips are more uh, narrow. Yeah. Whereas women's hips are wider because you know they has to their body has to adjust in order to you know allow for birth. Which means that women have more drag in the water because their their hips are wider. Men don't. Men don't have that much drag. Also, women's center of gravity. Anybody who like who, if you've done that little little sport, little uh, exercise where you lean over uh, ninety degrees, put your head on the wall, <laughs> you know that one, right? Yeah. And you try to lift a chair. Men can't like it's difficult for men to lift a chair and and stand up, whereas mm-hmm. women can do it because their center of gravity is below it's their their back. hips. It's yeah. like closer to their uh, their hips. Men's center of gravity is higher. Yeah. Which means that he has more of his body 
center of gravity, this weight, is distributed at the top where he needs to have the most power. Hence, he's a better swimmer. All of these things, these are not, you don't have to be some kind of like super scientist to understand these things, mm-hmm. but they expect you to ignore them, right? Yeah. So the advantages are not gone. And that's mm-hmm. something that's absolutely incredibly unfair for the women trying to compete. Trying to compete no. properly. Yeah. And then, of course, there are those who are on the radical left, such as this mm-hmm. poster in the, or this columnist from the Washington Post. Everyone mm-hmm. is trans. Washington Post floats bizarre defense of biological male swimmer. So they shared a perspective piece about transgender collegiate swimmer Leah Thomas. The article, written by columnist Sally Jenkins, opens up with the following paragraph. Hate to tell you, but in a way, everyone is trans. <laughs> As oh, writer T. That Cooper observed, all of us mm-hmm. in life's competitive arena are on the way to becoming someone profound, to become someone profoundly different than what we are. And keeping scores is a way to track the arc of a person from youth to prime to past it. If you subtract the aim of becomingness from competition... Just because you're afraid of Leah Thomas and make it strictly about the chance to win a prize, then you might as well go to an amusement park and shoot a squirt gun at a clown face because it will have about as much meaning. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It's it's so incredibly illogical the way that that, that, the pretzels, the intellectual pretzels Mm -hmm. they have to make themselves into to justify the stuff. Yeah, Jenkins goes on to argue that the science regarding whether or not biological males have physical advantage over biological females remains unsettled. Sure, sure, yeah, keep sure telling it does. yourself that. <laughs> uh, despite the fact that Thomas has spent the last season effectively blowing biological females' competitors out of the water after years of being unable to crack the top 400 in men's competition. Mm. The only possible reason for people to argue mm. that transgender athletes like Thomas to be barred from competition, Jenkins asserts, is their own constricting fears and uncertainty, which he claims mm-hmm. would be wrong and harmfully so. Yeah. So this is my goodness. This is basically more. This is the the victim. Okay. So uh, this is Mar- this is the Marxist trap. Yeah. Okay. This is all based on a Marxist foundation. The idea is that there are oppressors and there are victims. Leah Thomas, the transgender, is a victim, and as a, as a victim, like all you're allowed to do is have pity for her for this person and you have to treat them with kid gloves mm-hmm. you know you can't possibly because they're a victim and if you say anything that that they don't like their feelings will be hurt and that that causes them horrible horrible suffering the idea is that i was like you know the the idea is they're a victim mean words will make them commit suicide and so you have to praise them and anybody who doesn't praise them is a horrible human being but the problem here is that it is a complete lie. Here's the problem. The, the problem is the people who are like legitimate, le- legitimately suffering from gender identity disorder, disorder, which is what it was called before mm-hmm. it was magically changed into gender dysphoria. Gender identity disorder basically said, oh, by the way, you're, you're struggling with, you're, you feel out of place in your own body. So they, they said the problem is that you have, disorder that rain thinks that you're in the wrong body so the solution was let's help you realign what your brain is telling you with what is real with reality it's kind of like anorexia if you're not struggling with anorexia your brain's telling you you're a fat person and so you try to like 
basically change yourself to the skinny person. Your brain is lying to you and your body is, is the truth. So you have to align them. What they did is they changed that. And now it's like, no, the bad feelings are that oh, what needs to change. So the, the solution is make them feel good and give them everything that they want and make them, you know, and that'll solve the problem. The problem is none of this has changed anything. People are still, and actually to the, they're actually getting worse. The, mm -hmm. that, the suicides, the yep. self-harm, all that kind of stuff is getting worse. And they're, and as it gets worse, then they just kind of say like, you see, they're getting worse. So we need to double down and really do even more to um, protect these people. So it's not a solution. Secondly, um, so that's the, the, the chaos they're causing. Secondly, they're causing chaos for society because not only are women being completely, totally like shoved out of their own protective spaces, like mm -hmm. women's sports, because there's a reason why women don't compete with men, because if they did, no woman would be able to compete. And so women would be essentially have no space for sports. This is why we created two, two different leagues, men's and women's. Secondly, um, the, we're, we're creating, we're, we're trying to eliminate all the safeguards that exist to protect women. All of those safeguards are being completely and totally mm -hmm. eradicated. Yep. Women go into bathrooms with potential men. We already talked about what happened in that scenario back in that school in, uh, what was it, in West Virginia? Or that, that school board where that transgender boy raped that girl and they tried to cover it up in the Loudoun. I think that was in Virginia. Uh, in where? For just Virginia. Yeah, maybe just Virginia. Um, yeah. People keep saying that none of this will change anything. No, it's it's changing everything. Mm -hmm. It's it, they're trying to. Re, they're, it's a social experiment that will go horribly wrong. And all of this is bad enough, obviously, because the transgender movement is based on a colossal lie. It's hurting the people that is supposed that claims is trying to help. It's mm -hmm. also hurting everyone around them. Yeah, and gaslighting them into, into silence, which the teammates are basically having to suffer through. But ultimately. The biggest problem here is that all of that is bad enough, but then you have Leah Thomas. And the problem is when you hear him talk in, in interviews and all that, he couldn't care less about the teammates. No. He, he, he clearly has no concern over their needs, or over their struggles, nothing. You never hear him talk about his teammates or the impact on the teammates. It's all about him. It's all about him. Yeah. And then ultimately... Uh, he's being defended by all these big, powerful, uh, you know, like organizations like National Geographic, who, did, who interviewed him, uh, to the Washington Post, to everyone on, on TV. Everyone mm -hmm. is basically enabling him. Everyone's an enabler. And they're only cheering him on, telling him, keep going, keep going. You're great. Everyone who doesn't agree is a horrible monster, needs to be destroyed. And uh, we will destroy them for it, you. And we will destroy them for you. It's, it's, um, it's an upside down world. But mm -hmm. the problem is, normally we would just be like, yeah, this is an unfortunate trend. But the problem is Leah Thomas himself is just as arrogant and prideful and couldn't care less about the, the impact that he has on other, mm -hmm. uh, other, other women. And then ultimately, the fact that he claimed that he wants to go to the Olympics now shows, yeah. proves to uh, an incredible just degree, he couldn't care less. No. It's all these are not what he can achieve and everyone else be damned. These are not noble people. And, no. and it's truly sad uh, the way that women are be, basically being sh like, you know, like like a big gag put over their mouth saying you're not allowed to, to uh, say no.
Yep. And if you do, you're a horrible person, and we're going to destroy you, and we're going to justify that destruction. It's it's a witch hunt. Yep. It's what it is. It's a witch hunt, and and it's sad that people are bought into this lie. It's not not totally on on. Um, it's a witch hunt conducted by the witches. Yeah, basically, it's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any uh, any thoughts on uh, Leah Thomas there, Stephen? No, it's basically summarized it as I would. It's just embarrassing that our society is accepting these people with mm-hmm. absolutely no scientific evidence to back up their insanity mm-hmm. and their delusions, and they are in they're enabling them because, mm-hmm. of course, some of them are legitimately mentally disordered, and some of them are just taking advantage of the fact that they can claim this. And they can get the accolades and they can get the rewards. Like, there was a, a British guy who didn't take it seriously. And he was attacked because he didn't take it seriously. But he's like, yeah, I identify as a woman. And within mm-hmm. two hours of identifying as a woman, then he's like, all right, I now hold all women's weightlifting titles in the world. And I reclaim yeah. my manhood. Yeah. That's... And-, and, like, people think, oh, this is so terrible. It's like, what he just did... You can call it terrible, but the only reason you're calling it terrible is because he's exposing how nonsensical and how Mm -hmm. selfish your ideals Mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. So all you're mad at him for is because he's making it plain to see what your goals and your intentions are. Yeah, and it's very simple. Similar with all of the other, like if you if you take this entire thing, it's incoherent. This is the goes back to what we said before about people being encouraged and uh, basically being told you have to be stupid, don't think, don't think things through. That is that is what makes you a good person is not to think things through. Think about this: Why can't you change your race? Why can't you suddenly declare that you are black? That's about as 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 coherent as what they're claiming. You magically declare. I am a different gender. I am a woman. And that declaration changes reality. Mm-hmm. It's like magic. Why can't you make the same claim with race? Why can't you make the same claim with age? Why can't I say I am a 10-year-old boy or I am a 60-year-old man and I deserve, uh, you know, like, or 65-year-old man, uh, where's my, um, where's my uh, what do you call it, um, uh, pension? Where's my pension? I, I deserve my, my pension checks yeah. and all that. But like you know, none of this makes any sense mm-hmm. because it only works one way. And so when you have a clearly obvious uh, contradiction that everyone can see, you know it's not about a lie. There's something else going on. My theory is that this, because this is about Marxism, they want to completely and totally destroy uh, gender norms to destabilize society and mm-hmm. completely overturn it. That's yep. their ultimate goal. Because none of the people in, in control, the people who really have the power, like the corporations, the media studios, all that kind of stuff, not one of them is getting a single thing from these transgender people. Yep. These are just regular people. Actually, they're worse than regular people. A lot of them, because of the, they struggle with mental illness, they're not very productive members. Of nope. A lot of them. I'm not saying all of them, but I'm saying many of them because they, yeah. they anyone with transgender, uh, the, this, this gender identity disorder, um, they have a lot of, of uh, comor- comorbidities. Mm-hmm. They struggle with like living a regular, normal life. 
Yep. And this well, isn't the criticism. There's a reason that their suicidality rate is as high as Jews during the Holocaust. Well, it's actually more comparable to people with mental illness, with schizophrenia, with bipolar, with serious men mm -hmm. mental health issues, because it's a mental disorder. Yes, it is. And that's not being mean. That's just that's just that's just saying what the reality is. Diagnosis. Yep. It's a diagnosis of of what really is happening. It's a psychological psychological uh, defect. Yeah, it's a disorder, which is why mm -hmm. it was called that before it became political. Yep. So, Leah Thomas, sorry, it's just you're not a good person, no matter what people. You are a douche. You are, you are a douche. And we will call you out because mm -hmm. you are the douche of mm -hmm. the week. Okay, right. that's going to be the end of today's show. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're watching us on our various video platforms, do not forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. And of course, you can let us know how we're doing and any questions you have on those video various platforms. If you're following us on our text platforms, such as Gitter, Twitter, and Facebook, then you can leave us a review, leave us a comment, send us a direct message. If you yeah. want to have some special, if you want to engage with us in some way, then we'd be happy to in any way that you see fit. And oh, uh, yes. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you know, like, uh, let us know what you think about these new segments. If you think that they work or if you think that we need to change them up. I, I, I kind of liked it. I thought yeah. it was a good little format. Yeah. yeah. I, I love We're that intro for It's a Trap. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so good. Oh, so good. It's a trap. It's a trap. Oh, I guess that works. Okay. I guess that worked. Okay. You'll like me later. Bye. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh, it's so good. Anyways, and then of course, if you're following us on our podcast platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, and the like, then don't forget to download and of course tell your friends and share this content with others so that they can learn about all the things which we talked about today and all of our previous episodes. Smash that like button. I refuse to say that. <laughs> it's beneath okay. me. Lightly press. Lightly, like, you know, click on your mouse left, left mouse button on the subscribe and like button. Okay. That was embarrassing yeah, come for on. both of us. Oh, come on. You got to do something. <laughs> what would you like? Would you like... Sit on your mouse pad and, you know, select the button saying like. I'm just going to Come on, give me some options here, man. Give me I some already, options. I already said for people to like the video, but you know, you have to make it weird. Pound the like button. Select the like button. Yes. Gently nudge the like button. <laughs> nudge yourself in that direction. And then maybe... Maybe comment... Maybe comment and tell us how we should how we should tell you to like you know to press the like button. Give us like you know what your what your what you think would be the best. Results. I just know it. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of hoping for it. That'd be kind of fun to see what know. people come up with. All right, Danny. <laughs> hey. After that monstrosity, send us out. <laughs> All right, we are the shrewd dudes. We love you guys, and uh, we always like to remind you: why be shrewd? Why be rude when you can be shrewd? All right. Okay, for anybody, show. thank you for watching. Yes, and for anybody who will be attending the Worldwide Rally on Saturday, mm -hmm. um, yeah. we're going to be there. We're going to be asking mm -hmm. people some questions, doing interviews, and just generally getting the vibe. And of course, we'll try and talk to some counter protesters as well. But More people on the street. Or people on the street. We're just yeah. trying to get the general feel. Amen. So we'll see how things uh, go, and we'll see you there. Also, also two things to. to <laughs> kind of can bring your attention if uh, if you uh, are support if you want to support Pastor Arthur Pulowski who is still 
in mm-hmm. solitary confinement in prison after like 35 days, which is insane. Uh, you can go um, to the Remand, Calgary Remand Center, 4 o'clock this Saturday. Uh, and then every other night is uh, 7 o'clock 7 p.m. Uh, at the Remand Center. And also, uh, if you aren't watching, I definitely recommend that you follow what's going on in Red Deer. They may actually vote out uh, Premier Jason Kenney um, coming up this Saturday. That's actually the, the big vote at the UCP what? conference. Yeah. I thought that was on April 8th. April 19th, wasn't it? Uh, that's next no, month. Pretty, I'm pretty sure it was this weekend. Anyways, I'll uh, maybe look into it. But yeah, like I, I was I was hearing from people that they're heading out there this weekend. So Okay, well, we'll see. But anyways, yeah, we'll see. All right. So I hope that everybody has a fantastic weekend. We will see you on Tuesday for another Tuesday News Day. Until then, as always, God bless. Thank you.